You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tim Talks. Something new for you. That was the welcome wagon. What's the welcome? Nobody knows what the welcome wagon is. Remember the welcome wagon? Oh, yes. Yeah, we had the welcome wagon come, and it was the um, pastor of the... Lutheran Church. Oh yeah, yeah. His and his wife Ruth. That's why I remember. <laughs> that's neat. Yeah, and they said, "Oh, that's funny." You know, I'm a pastor. My wife's name's Ruth, and that's kind of cool. So very nice people. Yep. Didn't agree with them doctrinally, though. Right. We didn't do anything together. No. We were friends, but we didn't have church together. That's right. Funny how that lends right into this week's topic. Amen. Wow, we're going to talk about separation. Yes. So I'm out of here. <laughs> Ecclesiastical separation. Yes. Personal separation. Yes. Yeah. Separation. Yep. For the kids that are listening, what are we talking about when we talk about separating, separation? Are we getting, are we not going to live together anymore? Are we separating, headed towards a divorce perhaps? Is that what we're talking about? You're not going to be hanging out together. No, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Are there people in our lives that we probably shouldn't hang out with? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can name a few. Blessed is the man that walketh not. Mm-hmm. Nor standeth. That's right. Nor sitteth. sitteth in the yeah. seat of the scornful. That's right. Great advice from a great wise man. Yeah. Um, it's hard to separate, though. It Sometimes. Can be. Yeah, because yeah. uh, sometimes friends change and we can't we can't be the same friends anymore. And sometimes you have to break away from that. Um and it happens. It happens with churches sometimes. Sometimes churches change. So, we'll look at th- that this week. Yep. Separation. Separation. So today, let's start with kind of the guidelines of separation. Why do we separate? Why would we need to separate? What's the Bible say about separation? Well, many, many, many passages. But Second Corinthians chapter six, verse fourteen: Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And then it asks a whole lot of questions mm-hmm. of how it does not make scriptural sense at all. Mm-hmm. So be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Wherefore, verse 17, mm-hmm. come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you and I will be a father unto you and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Mm-hmm. So does that teach that by our separation we become saved? No. No. There's no no way it does. No. So it's talking about some other kind of acceptance. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's obedient sons and obedient daughters, Mm -hmm. saith the Lord God Almighty, of him taking pride or uh, him being pleased with what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So uh, that is clear about unsaved people. And unsaved, making alliances mm-hmm. with unsaved people. We should right. always be separate. Mm-hmm. But people are going to ask: does, does that mean that we don't have any friends that aren't saved, that aren't Christians? Do we? How do we work with people then that aren't saved? And 
Yeah. That's the question, right? It says being yoked. Mm-hmm. And so as you go through the explanation, uh, what fellowship, uh, what communion, what concord, mm-hmm. uh, what part, what agreement. So it's talking about a a closeness, not just in proximity, but wanting to be connected, to mm-hmm. be yoked. Right. You are participating because there's agreement. Mm-hmm. There's sameness. There's oneness. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you could say somebody could take it to extremes. Hey, you're a citizen of the United States. You say the pledge of the flag, uh, United States mm-hmm. uh, flag. So so does a lot of other unsaved people. So, you know, we shouldn't even be citizens of the United States because we're yoked together with unbelievers. Mm-hmm. That's something completely separate because Mm -hmm. God does make a different provision for government. Mm -hmm. God established government. But what kind of yokes, what kind of of areas can we be yoked in with unbelievers that are not right? Mm -hmm. The first would be marriage. You know, the second would be possibly a business venture where we are partners with somebody. Eventually that guy wants to... Hey, we're partners. We're making some pretty good money. Let's reinvest in a booze hall right. or a strip joint. You know, mm-hmm. man, they make a lot of money. No, I can't do that. Oh, come on. No, you're not going to have the same purposes mm-hmm. whenever you whenever you do things like that. It doesn't mean that, you know, if you become a junior partner law firm, uh-oh, you know, you're wicked. It, it's it's the idea of you are yoked somehow. Mm-hmm. There There is a yoking together. And now there needs to be sameness, communion, a mm-hmm. part, a mm-hmm. agreement, those kind of things in, right. in our philosophy. Yeah, yoke, for those that don't understand, is um, a harness. When you crack an egg. Yeah, no, no, that's, no, <laughs> oh, that's oh, the other oh, yoke. Oh, oh. Yoke's on you. Um, <laughs> no, a, a yoke is used more in the Eastern culture and especially in Bible times. It, it was a harnessing device mm-hmm. that allowed two animals to pull together. Yeah. So you get twice the strength together. But you never yoke animals that are of different strength. You wouldn't put a horse and a dog, or you wouldn't put, you know, a giraffe and a lion. I mean, you you, you want two animals that are about the same size, same weight. A so, horse and an ox. Right. Same. You would not. Right. No. So you want the same. So the idea is that you want to be paired with somebody who is the same as you so that you can pull together of an equal strength and get the Mm -hmm. job done. And if you have a lost person and a saved person, that's not the same. Um, You're not going to pull the same. The the lost person is going to pull away from the things of God while you're trying to pull towards the things of God. and, And you're going to go nowhere. And so there's a struggle. So I want to be separated from those who are going to try to lead me away from the things of Christ. And a lot of people say, well, I'm going to try and pull them to the things of Christ. And a lot of preachers have used that example where you put somebody up on a table and somebody's on the ground and the person on the table easily falls off the table if you try to pull them down. It's a lot easier than trying to pull someone up. And the adage is that, you know, as a Christian, for me to pull someone up to Christianity, very, very difficult. And it's a lot easier for them to pull me down away from the things of Christ sometimes. So that's what we're looking at. So as a Christian, as a teenager today or a kid today, who who are your friends? Who do you want to be with? Who do you want to be like? And those people ought to be people like you that want to serve the Lord and follow the things of Christ. It's not that you can't play cowboys and Indians with right. the neighborhood kids. Right. That's not it. No. But the, your purpose in life, 
which would involve involve a teenager dating. Mm-hmm. You start to get in purpose of life situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be cowboys and guardians, okay, or indigenous <laughs> peoples. <laughs> If you want to be politically correct today, which we never are, <laughs> but uh, I think we get the idea. Yes. That uh, yeah, and and you're going to work with people that aren't saved. Right. Um, I I I want to work with people that are lost so that I can tell them of Christ. Now, when they go out after work and want to go drinking or drugging or whatever, or they want to watch bad things, I say no, I can't mm-hmm. do that. That's that's where the line stops. Um, if I cross over that line and become like them or want to become like them, then then I have sinned and I've got to take care of that. So that's where the danger comes. And as a kid or a teenager today, I'd say, especially if you're a teenager and you're going to a public school, those those kids, not all of them, but some of them are going to want you to participate in things that you know you shouldn't. And the best thing in the world that you can do is find other people that are like you to be your closest and dearest friends. You can make associations, but your closest friends are going to be what you are or or at least trying to lead you to be what they are in the things of Christ. Yeah, so you see in, in 2 Corinthians 6, we've got the concept of uh, not to touch the unclean thing. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not talking about other situations. It's talking about unbelieving. That unclean thing would be something that is an antagonist or something that is an enemy mm-hmm to the gospel Mm -hmm. uh, that would promote someone to stay unsaved and be an antagonist, something that's against the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Second second John uh, 7 to 10 says, For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. So, again, the question is— Because you're going to be partaker of his deeds. Yes, yeah. Do you have him into your house to lead him to Christ? Absolutely. But if you're having him in so that you can join with them and their activity against the fellowship, of God, right? Then yep. that's that's where you got to. You break become that. partaker of his evil deeds. Mm-hmm. So we don't touch it, the unclean thing, and it's talking about unsaved things, things that are against the gospel. Mm-hmm. We do not fellowship with those that are bringing an opposite doctrine. It does not say. If there comes one into your in your uh, community and he doesn't know the Lord, mm-hmm. no, he's teaching and propagating things against the gospel. Mm-hmm. So before we get too far, this is the clear line: unsaved, mm-hmm. promoting people to stay unsaved mm-hmm. against God, against the gospel. Mm-hmm teachings against the gospel, those three areas. And so that's very, very, very clear. And so if you just stop there and you consider how much we should be separate and how much we want to be liked or how much Mm -hmm. we want to be like the world, Mm -hmm. that's a scary thing. Yeah. And there is a natural draw. Yes, it is. The flesh desires to be liked. We want to have friends. Um, and 
let's face it, we are drawn to sin. There's something about, you know, the old adage used to be for girls that they like the bad boys. And those guys that, you know, broke the rules or those guys that did things they weren't supposed to do. There's a draw even, you know, for guys to those kind of girls. They're not good. They're not good Mm -hmm. for you. They're not good to be around. They're not good to be your best friends. I've told people I will be friends with anybody that I can try and lead to Christ. Once that line is drawn where they don't want Christ and all they want for me is to participate in their sin, then I can no longer be a close associate with that person. Right. My dearest friends, my and so closest you friends. Separate. Right, you separate from You don't them. hang out. No. We see each other. Yep. We talk at work. We do our job. We go to school, whatever it is. Yep. But when it comes down to those people that I'm gonna share my heart with and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to aspire to greater things for Christ, those friends are gonna be solid Christian friends that love the Lord and want to serve the Lord. All right. So a teenager says, Well, gee mom, gee dad. This unsaved kid's a lot nicer than the saved yeah, kids at church. Yeah, I get that. I hear that, too. Oh, yeah. Adults will say, well, my unsaved friends are way nicer than my Christian friends. Mm-hmm. I said, well, then you get the wrong Christian friends. There you go. <laughs> right? That is exactly right. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And and that, a lot of times, is not the truth. That is right. not the truth. Right. Um, we're trying to justify and look so much better because we're doing something we know is wrong. Right. And I mean, there are some nice unsaved people. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny Man, that. I've had good neighbors. I've been friendly. Yeah. With neighbors, mm-hmm. going back to the podcast a couple of weeks ago of friendly and friendship mm-hmm. is a big difference. Right. Right. And so there are some nice people in the world that aren't Christians, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to share the intimate parts of my life with them and learn about life from them yeah 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 the bible even talks about you know the going to the world to learn about business um the world knows mammon they know mm-hmm. money and how to make it they not do that and as christians sometimes we're not aware of that i i can learn from some evil people some good things what not to do what not mm-hmm. to be uh i've heard testimonies of people that started out good people and how they became very corrupted and a lot of times it is by association. And there, there's that term guilt by association. Sometimes just the people you hang around are going to mark you as that type of person. And as a Christian, is that the testimony you want to have? Do you want to be tagged with the drug kids in school? Or do you want to be tagged with the kids that are meeting at the flagpole to pray and read their Bible and have devotions in the morning? I, I want to be with that crowd that, you know, marks the things of Christ. And that's those others I have to separate from. So that's exactly right. And when the Bible says to separate, it's not talking about you can never be in the same room, you can't ride the same bus, you can't work in the same assembly line. Mm -hmm. You're separating because you no longer should be walking the same way. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Mm -hmm. And so you're separating because of principle. Your purpose in life is different or ought to be. Mm -hmm. And so therefore we should separate from things that are against the word of God, against God, and against the gospel. Mm -hmm. Let me say that a lot of times um, the rules of separation come from someone else in your life because we have a hard time growing up to, to discern sometimes who it is that we should be friends or not be friends with. And the ultimate goal of your life whether you're a kid today or a teenager or an adult, the ultimate goal is to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit of God so so tight 
that the Holy Spirit reveals to you who it is that's good and not good for you in your life. And, you know, growing up, my parents were my Holy Spirit. Then as a teenager, my youth pastor was my Holy Spirit, and and my pastor was a Holy Spirit figure in my life. And then we get beyond that, and a lot of people struggle because they've never learned to discern through the Holy Spirit. They've only had those other helps in their lives. But the problem is, eventually, my parents weren't there, my youth pastor wasn't there, and my pastor wasn't there. And now I'm working in an environment of unsaved people, and in the flesh— I want them to like me. I want them to include me. But the Holy Spirit has to be able to convince me and say to me, hey, that's not a good association. So you you ought to work on that and have that kind of relationship. Know the scriptures well enough to know. I ought not be hanging around that person as much as I do. And here's another thing, dating. There are a lot of people that, that, you know, start hanging around a person and they know they probably shouldn't, but then you start falling in love with that person. And then somebody comes and says, yeah, you, you shouldn't marry them or you shouldn't whatever with them. But it's too late. You've already fallen in love with them. You need to learn to be able to separate yourself from that person before you get into that kind of relationship. Yes. Stay away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you stay away in your ideology, mm-hmm. in your heart, your emotions. You stay away because we will be tempted to follow them rather than them follow us. The best thing you can do to have the right kind of separation is be a very open Christian. If you you, got that right. you take a stand for Christ, people are gonna people are gonna shy away from you. Um, they'll make the separation. If if you have unsaved friends and you can talk openly about the things of Christ and practice your Christianity and, and they don't mind. Amen. You, you can be friends with them. But other people will start to back away sometimes because they feel a guilt in their sin or they feel mm-hmm. you know some kind of uh, work of the holy spirit convicting them yes. and they'll move away from you and we don't intentionally do that i want everyone to like me i really do i right. want saved and unsaved to like me but as soon as i start really pushing the things of christ a lot of unsaved people will back away. They'll be kind. That's true. But they don't want to hang around me. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. So to be separate. Separation. Separation from activities, ideologies, and people. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we should live a separated life. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's it for today. Take that with you. Chew on that a little bit. On Wednesday, we're going to talk a little more about this thing of separation and and where that heads uh, in our Christianity, um, sometimes in our homes, and then as a church, we'll look at that as well this week. So uh, don't leave us now. Don't separate now. Stay with us for the whole week. And then at the end of the week, then if you want to leave us, you can. Well. But if you're a believer, stay with us. Yeah, if if you're saved and love Jesus, you wouldn't leave us. Because we're good Christians. We love the Lord. Just ask us. And we're trying to help you. We'll tell you. Yeah, we'll tell you. So, and if you don't like us, get lost. We don't want to be your friend. <laughs> hey, I'm Al Stone, and uh, I want you to know that we are doing well in our matching fund. Amen. Um, 186,000 U.S., 250,000 Canadian. Man, we are getting so close. Amen. Please help us with that. If you haven't already, do something. Um, that allows us to do one year of production and mailing to people in Quebec and New Brunswick. We are almost done, our nation. Amen. It's amazing. Thank you to all those who have participated in um, Seedline Ministry operations this year and uh, put your hand to the task and 
for those who financially support us, thank you so very much. You are our friends, and we are so thankful for you. Amen. This is Dan Wolven. We are in the bowels, bowels of the basement of the North Columbus Baptist Church. Can we maybe in do, our studio? Can we maybe do one upstairs sometime? Get out of the basement. No. Oh. Nope. Oh, okay. Put too much money in this down here. It's so nice up there, though. <laughs> and it's not down here. <laughs> but it's effective. It is. Yes. It is. It does a job. This so th- please give us a rating, a mm-hmm. review, oh, yeah. and subscribe. Yeah, I almost jumped in on you there. Sorry about it's that. It's okay. I've been in Ohio a We're few professionals. Weeks. I've been in Ohio a few weeks. I'm starting to jump all over the <laughs> This is Tim Talks. Have a great day. Eh? We'll be back with you on Wednesday. We can't wait. Hope you can either. This is the Tim Talks. Kidichiwa. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T I I M talks.com. <laughs>